0: Pack your bags, start the car, and get on the road. It's time to go across the country, two minutes at a time, for the biggest stories of the day.
1: Where they're happening. Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Indianapolis, Indiana. Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Cleveland, Ohio. Austin, Mass. Miami, Florida. It's the two-minute drill on the program. We're not moving second half of the program begins right now with the two-minute drill. It's brought to you by our friends at Twin Peaks, TwinPeaksRestaurant.com. Eats, drinks, scenic views with a made-from-scratch menu, 29-degree draft beer, premium cocktails served over ice balls. Curtis, you know all about that. Oh, uh, yeah. Tequila. Tequila menu is fantastic. Bourbon, great top-shelf bourbons. Uh, if you want to go in there and check that out, uh, plus TVs everywhere, and, of course, the most scenic views anywhere. That's why we say eats, drinks, scenic views uh, right there at uh, Twin Peaks. So, uh uh, go check it out uh, tonight, uh, games, uh, watch some college hoops, uh, whatever game. They're always on with TVs everywhere. Independence Olathe and in the Northland, we're broadcasting live here at Rally House. Uh, These spots get stocked up, uh, everybody. Uh, you know, you need a, a cheese, chew, uh, chew toy for your dog? Of course you do. Of course You're not a fan unless you're pooch. Has a pull toy that is got the Chiefs logo on it. Uh, they got one that looks like a little football field. That's got a grip that you can give them the tug if they like the tug of war. Uh, you know, kind of a, a you know rascally play. I uh, got even like a mini, like Chiefs, looks like down vest for like a little kid. Uh, Literally, if you want something that is uh, Chiefs-oriented, it's here at Rally House. We're at 95th and Quivira, But all 19 locations can take care of you. Of course, all kinds of other stuff. Royals, KU, K-State, Missouri Sporting, Kansas City Current, uh, KC Mavericks, uh, Kansas City Monarchs, uh, all of it here. Great local fair as well, uh, plus all the uh, local smaller schools uh, have a great lineup. If you need a K-State pickleball paddle, they got it. I saw it when I uh, ran back to the uh, restroom. Go get it. Uh, right now, it's at uh, Rally House, the best in the business when it comes to getting you outfitted uh, for the games. Let's get things started on the drill. Uh, we begin in Charlotte. Travis Hancock, uh, WFNZ, is there. Travis, how are you,
0: sir? Hey, man. What's going on? Just uh, just another week of uh, looking for coaches and GMs, but we're good over here.
1: Yeah, so uh, where is it, uh, you know, are we happy with where it ended with uh, Dave Canellis as the uh, head coach?
0: Uh, it it kind of ended where we thought it would be and where it was trending. There was a brief run of a thought that Mike Rabel might be the guy because he was coming into town to interview and actually was at David Tepper's house yesterday about an hour before the announcement came down that, that Canales got the job. So we don't exactly know. Did David Tepper throw a drink on uh, Mike Rabel? We don't know exactly uh, what transpired there. But uh, I, I think it's the it's – the, It's the option that makes the most sense for what they could get and who would want the job. He didn't interview anywhere else, so they kind of knew they could get him and and go through the process. Ben Johnson was the apple of the eye of David Tepper, but he, of course, looks like he's going to Washington. And they didn't have any interest, apparently, in in Harbaugh or Belichick or anybody else, really. So it it kind of... Was where we thought it was going, under the radar guy, but but probably one of the guys that can help out Bryce Young the most, and that's what's most important here uh, in the next couple years.
1: Yeah, is there fear that David Tepper has uh, quickly grabbed the mantle held by Daniel Snyder, the guy that
0: nobody wants to work with? Oh, it's 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 beyond a fear. It's it's uh, it's dominating our every day now. He he's not in terms of like behavior wise and all that Snyder's involved in, but just in terms of. Sports ownership and meddling and, 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 you know, reactionary moves and firings and hiring. Remember, we have a new uh, MLS team here as well. And David Tepper has owned now uh, the Panthers since 2018. And we are approaching the third year for Charlotte FC. But in that six years, counting interim coaches, uh, Dave Canales is the ninth coach overall. Between the two franchises, he fired the uh, the MLS coach the first year uh, almost immediately before, uh, right into the season. So he's very reactionary, and I think when you hire a guy like Dave Canales, who's you know at his first crack as a head coach, I don't want to vote the experience, great with quarterbacks. Uh, this is going to be the ultimate test of his patience because he's got to really give this time room to grow, and that's not really his mo.
1: Yeah, um, if you just do more press conferences, that seems to calm everything down, doesn't it?
0: <laughs> yeah, every every time he speaks, it's good for us, as you know. Uh, when he speaks, it, it dominates the uh, the airways. But at least, often to more uh, more, we we have fans that are just disgusted. It, it didn't matter. I said today they could do some sort of science experiment where they morph together Bill Walsh and Vince Lombardi in some sort of weird DNA thing, and he coaches the Panthers, and fans would be upset about it. I mean, there, it doesn't matter what they do. There are fans here that are – I, I get it, but there are fans that it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what he does until he wins and really backs off. He's lost, he's lost the large majority of the fan base here in six years.
1: Yeah, that's amazing. Um, all right, the new North Carolina Tar Heels, a great couple of years ago, almost win a national championship, out of the tournament last year, now back to being great. I mean, what, what what's the key? How did Hubert Davis uh, turn it around twice, one in the wrong direction, one in the right direction, so quick?
0: Right. It's remarkable. It's an unbelievable job in terms of fixing chemistry. they team chemistry last year, and there's all sorts of rumors that you know, we can't really get into of what occurred with it with teammates on the team. But uh, one of those players that was involved is now at Arizona, and that's Caleb Love. What an addition by subtraction that was because now R.J. Davis is playing like a national player of the year without really having to share that with another backcourt native Caleb Love. They added Harrison Ingram, a Stanford transfer, and quarterback Ryan, who's like my age. He's like 39 years old from Notre Dame, but they're great chemistry, energy, energy guys. I can't say enough about the, the transformation those guys have had. I mean, they're hugging each other. They're, they're they, Last year, literally, Caleb Love would drive down the lane and fall down, and no one would go help him up. And you could just see watching the games that they did not like each other. This year, they like each other. And that matters. You know, doopy to say, but those things matter in college. They're playing for one another. It's, it's, been, it's been a ridiculously good job of, of getting a roster you know, changed over while keeping a lot of the core parts there too. Like they got it, David, in one year. They're they're as good as anybody. They're gonna they're gonna be an extremely tough out in March. They're up there with you know Purdue and UConn and certainly you know Kansas if they can figure some things out. But they they are they are up there for a team that can definitely win it all this year. And that that seems like a, a far cry from where we thought they were last where they were last year. And they didn't even make the tournament.
1: Yeah. No doubt, uh, Duke uh, climbing up in the rankings. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun watching those two coming down the stretch. Uh, Duke had a tough schedule, but uh, they're 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 really putting it together. So uh, going to be a lot of fun watching the ACC. Travis Hancock in Charlotte, North Carolina. Great stuff, buddy. We appreciate it. Have a great weekend. All
0: right, man. Go cheese. We're pulling for over here, man. I am at least absolutely. Thank you, man.
2: Tennessee.
1: Thank you. Tennessee. Tennessee.
0: Well, there you go.
1: We'll find out. Does Chase McCabe have the guts to back the Chiefs? I don't know. one 2 5 the game. 94-9 the fan. He's our man in Nashville, Tennessee. Chase, how are you, buddy?
2: Hi, I'm doing well, Saran. How about yourself? And you know what? Uh- I... Just go 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 Taylor Swift. Whatever. We'll just we'll just yeah. cheer for the Swifties. How about that?
1: Okay, that sounds good. That sounds good. That's kinda of like cheering for the Chiefs, you know. I mean we're just hoping to finally get a little success here in Kansas City. That's what we're I, I we're thinking. Need,
2: yeah, you need some success and I need Jason Kelsey to, you know, rip his shirt off and chug a beer again. That's that's what Thank America you. needs.
1: That's it. It is. You know what? I mean. You could not have been more right. At a time like this, what more? What did America need more than that? Uh, I I say nothing. Uh, Well said. Uh, Titans hire Bengals offensive coordinator Brian Callahan as their new head coach. Uh, Where's the uh, a excitement level on Brian Callahan?
2: The excitement level is pretty high right now, and it's all based around the offense that Brian Callahan has been a part of and has uh, helped to run for the last five years. With the Bengals, obviously, Joe Burrow has a little something to do with that, just like Patrick Mahomes has a little something to do with the success that's uh, happened there in Kansas City. But um, his introductory press conference, I think, went well. Everybody, uh, you know, he won the press conference, as as they like to say, and now all eyes are on, okay, who's going to come in and be his OC? He did say he's going to call plays but he'll still bring in an offensive coordinator. Could that be somebody that, like a Liam Cohen that's worked with Will Levis before at Kentucky um, or somebody that Callahan is familiar with who's going to run the O-line, who's going to be the defensive coordinator? Wink Martindale's name has been batted around quite a bit. So now um, that's kind of where everybody's at of the excitement of watching him build a staff.
1: Yeah. Um, tell me, what, what do they think they've got in Will Levis? Do they think they he's definitively it, he's the it guy, franchise quarterback? Or is it like, oh, I like what I see so far, but a long way to
2: go? Well, I think for the most part, everybody feels like that he's the guy. Um, considering, you know, you, if you watch him last year behind, you know, basically you and I play an offensive line, um, he had, uh, you know, didn't have a lot of weapons through, through the air. Tra- Traylon Burks was hurt most of the year. Obviously, had DeAndre Hopkins, who had a nice year. He had Derrick Henry, but he didn't have a whole lot to work with. Uh, he looked pretty good. He had some rookie moments. You know, there were some throws that you certainly cannot make in the National Football League. But um, I-, I think they would certainly have something to work with, and that's what you know Brian Callahan said in his press conference yesterday that he likes what he sees. He's looking forward to working with. Them. But they're going to have to figure. They're, they're going to have to figure that out, you know, early on in this season. By the time you get halfway through the season, the the answer needs to be he's the guy. Or if the answer's he ain't it, then you got to figure out pretty quick uh, what it looks like because they can't keep going through this purgatory that they've been in, um, you know, trying to find a franchise quarterback since Steve McNair. I mean, they had great years with Ryan Tannehill, but, you know, if you really think about it, they, they have tried to put this thing together um, since McNair, and they haven't been able to hit on a guy. Hopefully they've done it with Will Levis, and, and now with Callahan here in that offense, they can develop him into uh, the stud that they hope he can be.
1: Uh, tell me, uh, why do you think Mike Frabel is not getting a – doesn't look like he's going to get anything this this go-round?
2: It's an interesting, really interesting question. Um, You know, in listening to Callahan yesterday and and remembering press conferences with Mike Vrabel, they are night and day. They are very, very different. Vrabel is old school, grizzled, like Bill Belichick, like Bill Cowher, the guys that he played for. Um, You know, he's kind of a no-nonsense kind of guy, not going to give you a, a whole lot when it comes to an answer. And, you know, now you've had you've had some players that came out and said, Oh, this is a mistake, the Titans are gonna regret it and then you've had some players come out and say, Well, yeah, he was kind of a you know what to, to work with and not surprised that it wore thin and you know, I'm sure teams are paying attention to that, that that you have play players that are kinda of all over the place. Um, you know, I really thought that New England is where he was going to go. I think everybody thought that. And then Gerard Mayo, you know, ends up getting the job. I thought Seattle, you know, could be a good fit. Um, we'll see. But I, it is looking more and more like he's probably going to get left out of this cycle, which is fine. The Titans are paying him. He can sit out for a year uh, and then and then do it again next year. I do believe he'll be a head coach again. Um, but, you know, it's just it shows you how surprising this league can be sometimes. We all thought Bill yeah. Belichick was going to go to Atlanta, and he didn't.
1: Yeah, no doubt. Uh, real quick, 30 seconds. Uh, the balls, are they for real? They're number five in the uh, AP poll. Are they for real this year?
2: Ask me in March. Rick Barnes is great in the regular season, but you get to March uh, and things fall off. So I, I think they got the, one of the best teams. if not the best team that they've had since he's been there. It's just, can he get them ready for the long run and what it takes to cut down the nets in March? That's going to be the big question. But I like what I see so far.
1: Okay, good to know. Hey, listen, Conzo Martin's out there, so there's always, uh, there's always an option. <laughs> uh, if you want to go back, uh, we'll see no,
2: that, if it uh, works okay. out. Yeah, okay, okay, been give, there, give done me that. Bruce Pearl and barbecues. I'll, I'll take that.
1: Okay. Chase McCabe uh, in Nashville, Tennessee. You're the best, buddy. Appreciate it. Have a great weekend.
2: Appreciate it.
3: In Detroit, you can catch me on seven
1: miles. Will Birchfield, 97 won the ticket and Fox 2 in Detroit, Michigan. Will, how are you?
3: I'm doing great. How are you guys doing?
1: Pretty good. Lions plus seven to the odds makers. Have it right for that game in San Francisco.
3: I think they do if Debo Samuel's playing, and I think he will play. It's just a matter of at what capacity he plays. I still think that's a spread the Lions can cover. I know there's a lot of talk about this 49ers defense complementing their elite offense. Let's not forget, this Lions offense has the weapons to to go and win or at least play close in a shootout against anyone. I mean, they they can match you at receiver, at running back, at tight end now with Laporta, and with the offensive line. So I I think Sunday is going to be a back-and-forth thriller. I think it could very well devolve into a shootout. And if it does, I think the Lions will keep it close.
1: Yeah, uh, tell me, when did everybody, you know, I start to think that this was a team that that could be this good. Was was it coming into this year? Was it mid season? What was the what was the the standout moment where you're like, okay, this this team's legit?
3: I think you can go all the way back to opening night when they went into Kansas City against the defending champs and some might say the greatest quarterback ever, and they won. They, they were put in the primetime spotlight to kick off this season. The NFL thought they had earned that moment and then the Lions matched the moment. They, they rose to the occasion that night and ever since then, even through a couple lulls this season, I think everyone at least locally believes that this team could certainly win a playoff game, maybe two if they got two home games and sure enough they did and here they are now. One win away from their first ever trip to the Super
1: Bowl. Uh, looking like they're going to lose their offensive coordinator. Anybody worried about the distraction of him looking at other jobs?
3: No, not at all. Ben Johnson is laser-focused on the task in front of him. In fact, Jamison Williams said yesterday, I don't think I've seen him smile once this week, so I know he's locked in. He, he's a... Uh, He's ready to to rip on Sunday, and this is why you have elite coordinators for matchups like this. It's going to be a fascinating battle between a defense that has all kinds of playmakers in the front seven, probably the best linebacker duo in the NFL, maybe the best or most talented pass-rushing duo in Chase Young and Nick Bosa, Javon Hargrave, Eric Armstead, against that offensive line that I would argue is top three, maybe even top two in the NFL. No Jonah Jackson certainly hurts on the interior, but the Lions have the guys on the edges and the anchor in the middle and Frank Ragnow to hold up against the defense that really doesn't flip all that often, but still harasses and sacks the quarterback because they have so many playmakers up front, so... I love the matchup between Sewell and Bosa. Remember, Sewell made his NFL debut against Nick Bosa three seasons ago. Talked about being thrown into the fire. And after that game, Bosa said, that kid's going to be a really good tackle in the NFL for a really long time. Sure enough, he's a first-team All-Pro now. Maybe the best tackle this side of Trent Williams in the NFL. And we'll see Trent Williams lock horns with Aiden Hutchinson, number two pick uh, for most of of Sunday's game as well. So tons of matchups up front, and it will go a long way towards determining Sunday's winner.
1: Um, Let's talk about the Michigan Wolverines. Jim Harbaugh uh, leaving. The expectation for most is that Sharon Moore will be next. The offensive coordinator will be promoted up. This almost never works. Uh, Is this actually what they're going to do? And if it's going to work this time, why will this work when it almost never does?
3: Uh, That's certainly the way that they're leaning. I think that's was that was kind of Harbaugh's succession plan. He wanted to, to have a hand in, in making sure that Michigan was well positioned to continue winning after his departure. And I guess there's reason to believe because there's proof of concept. Uh, Sharon Moore had to step in as the acting head coach for Harbaugh on three different occasions this season in a really big games down the stretch and he led them the wins at Penn State and then, of course, against Ohio State in the season finale, Maryland between those two. So he has... All the respect of of his players, he's a really well-regarded offensive coach and an offensive line coach, and the offensive line has become the backbone of Michigan's success under Harbaugh. If they can continue churning out elite players in that department, and Sharon Moore certainly can, then I think they can sustain their success. Look... Next season, whether or not Harbaugh came back, was probably going to have some regression for Michigan. On top of the fact that they're graduating one of their best classes ever, they have just a gauntlet of a schedule in the new Big Ten next year. So if they start, um, you know, between Texas and uh, and USC and Oregon with – three losses in, in the first couple of months, people might say it's because Harbaugh left them in bad shape. That might have been the case anyway. So you can afford more than a couple losses in, in this new college football playoff world, and I think Sharon Moore will be up to the task at Michigan.
1: All right, we'll see if you're right. Uh, great stuff, uh, Will. We appreciate it. Always great talking to you, my friend. Enjoy the weekend.
3: Thanks a lot. You guys too. I'm from Georgia. That's the red state
1: Chris D'Amino, 680, the fan in Atlanta, Georgia, is next. Chris, how are you, sir?
4: I'm doing well, except I'm probably right in the middle of committing at least two of the seven deadlies when I look at the Detroit Lions. Never spoken by anybody in my lifetime. Boy, would I love to be them. I have got a couple (laughs) of things going on right now (laughs) that I would certainly like to be them a lot more than I'd like to be me right now.
1: All right, tell me, how do you land on Raheem Morris? Uh, Bill Belichick seemed like that was where everyone thought he was going to go. Uh, is it true the report said, well, Rich McKay would lose a little power, others would lose a little power, and they couldn't stomach that? Like, what? What? how this? How did it go the way it went?
4: Well, the most amazing part is Rich McKay ended up losing power anyway, and it was like the third line of the press conference. It's the one thing the Falcons stopped being tone deaf on. It's the one thing. I hate to... Listen, I'm not looking to take shots, but the one thing everybody in this town was united on, not the coach, not the search, not the 14 guys in, not who got second interviews, it was more along the lines of Rich McKay can't be involved in football ops. And like the third or fourth line of the press release said he is not involved in football ops, and it's not even Bill Belichick. Uh, Do I think Bill Belichick came in with a can of spray paint, started spraying on the floor and saying, this is mine, that's yours? Yeah, he probably came in pretty hard and heavy, and I think at a certain point, whether it was people trying to save their own jobs in the building telling Arthur Smith, no, 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 he'll just blow the whole thing up, or was Bill going in in a way that just didn't appeal even to Arthur Smith, it just was not going to be a fit. and. Uh, Look, my tweet was, sure, why not, on Raheem Morris. The only guy that I wouldn't have put out that same tweet on would have been Jim Harbaugh. Now, I believe Jim Harbaugh is the most well-paid fugitive in America. I don't know if he can get extradited back to college, but I would have taken him in a heartbeat. Everything else to me was going to be, I have no idea, they have no idea, you have no idea, and I hope I don't see you in three years again with a 21-30 and record where we're doing it all over.
1: Yeah, I, listen, I like Raheem Morris, the guy I would almost never, ever hire defensive guys. Certainly, I, if it would, mm-hmm. it would be like Mike Tomlin, Mike Vrabel, somebody who would have had more success. Yeah. Everybody does love Raheem Morris. I know everyone who played yeah. for him, parents who played around him uh, in the college ranks. Uh, you know, he is highly spoken of. So I give him that chance to succeed because and – and I think it's a new day and age. I, I don't think you can just kick everybody's butt in shape. I agree. I think you got to love him up a little bit. And Raheem Morris fits that mold. So I, I like that, but I'm with you. I don't. I don't know how you walk right by Jim Harbaugh. Like, what, what do you, you know, do you want to win or not? And that's all that guy has done. You know, to me, that that was the prize out there, and they they didn't get it done. And you let him get
4: What's out of the... the building, and you let it, you yeah. let him get out of the building and San Diego. Had last crack at him, and look, I'll, I'll tell you why I think ultimately it's Justin Herbert and it's a bunch of other things, no doubt about it. But I think the other thing Harbaugh had going for him there. They hired him before the general manager, which means he'll always be the most powerful guy in the building, not because of his paycheck, but because you made a decision to hire him before you hired a general manager. That gives him hand for however long he's supposed to be there.
1: Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, tell me, uh, what, what is the plan at quarterback?
4: Great question. Um I don't look. Here's the crazy part. You know, a couple of things hit me. If if you would have hired Rabel, what what the hell would you would have done if he had said he wanted to hire Arthur, Arthur Smith as his OC? I don't even know if that could have been a thing around here. Although it would have been comical and it would have been very Falcon-like if they had actually made that choice. You passed on Raheem Morris three years ago. You passed on Justin Fields as well. Can you imagine both of them might end up being back in the building, and you're going to ride with an 81-year-old owner who says, I don't know how much time I have left, and you do, you do the adult do-over and get two guys that you actually passed on, which seems to be the way that a lot of people think this might go, especially if Chicago is going to do what everybody thinks they're going to do and take Caleb Williams. I, I, don't, I don't see a reason why they wouldn't do a deal with the Falcons if they're the Bears. Uh, and you could end up having two guys in the building that you literally had a chance to have, and you said no to both of them. Three years later, here they are.
1: Uh, who stops Kirby Smart now that there's no Nick Saban at no. Alabama, now that Jim Harbaugh's <laughs> not at Michigan? Do we do we see a Saban-like run uh, out of Kirby Smart here moving forward?
4: No one's ever... If Mahomes wins this Super Bowl, he's got the chance to be brave. Right, and how many you lose might be as important as how many you win. Kirby's the guy at the right age with two under his belt. What stops him is the NFL coming to call and him taking a job in the NFL. I, and again, I know it all ebbs and flows. USC, they're hot; they're not. Texas, Oklahoma, Nebraska, Florida State, Florida—it's happened to everybody having Alabama before Nick Saban got there. So they're not immune to it, but it doesn't feel like there's a roadblock. It feels like the roadblock is the NFL team that finally convinces Kirby, hey, come on up here. It'd be really cool to win a couple of those down there and win a couple of those up here. And short of that, I don't think there's a coach that really stops what they do. Uh, With the field of 12, I will say this: what gets interesting is you can lose in any of three games in a field of 12. And that becomes a little bit trickier, the bad bounce, the doink field goal. He might might buzzard luck, not win one or two, because that's the way football goes, because there's more chances to lose in a field of 12. I thought in a field of four, he he absolutely, uh, if in, and it looked like he'd certainly be in, uh, enough times, he, he's going to have five under his belt. If This is like the Tiger Woods thing. How many majors is he going to win? If anybody's asking me now, I'm putting my money on five for Kirby, and it's really hard to get five. But I think short of him going to the NFL, he's going to get it done.
1: Yeah, I, I kind of think you're right. Uh, great stuff as always. Chris Domino in Atlanta. We appreciate it. How
4: good do you feel this weekend? How good you feel this weekend? Uh,
1: well, I'm, I listen. I don't love it, but I'm picking the Ravens. But I'm betting the Chiefs. I know that doesn't make sense. My prediction is that the Ravens will win. But uh, anytime Patrick Mahomes is an underdog, I automatically bet it. We have free, okay. we have legalized sports betting here. So, and he's nine one and one as an underdog. So, you ask me football to analyze it. I think the Ravens mm-hmm. uh, are a little bit better team, and the Chiefs have been sloppy all year, and that didn't even change last week. They're playing better but not clean, and so I'll pick the Ravens, but when you get a chance to take Patrick
4: Mahomes and the points, you do it. Uh, all right. There it is. I, I wanted to ask You might have just swayed me. Thank you, sir. <laughs> <laughs> Chris Domino in Atlanta. He's the best. We, we, have a great weekend, we, we buddy. We don't, have, we don't have legalized gambling here, and I might still take your advice. Thank you very much.
1: There you go. Get it done. Louie the Fish is always open. I know how it works. Uh, you're the man, Chris. Take care. He was covering the Chiefs the day Patrick Mahomes was born. He was covering the Chiefs the day Mahomes brought the Lombardi Trophy
0: back to Kansas City.
5: Kansas City has won their first Super Bowl in 50
1: years. 50 years of lifetime.
0: Adam Tycher of
1: ESPN on the program. Welcome back here to the program here on Sports Radio 810 WHB as we are broadcasting live at Rally House, uh, the spot to get stocked up. Remember, they're going to open the doors. Chiefs win in this AFC Championship game. They will open the doors immediately, and you will have all of your conference championship gear. Uh, you can come down and get stocked up for the weekend. Anything you need to go on you, uh, go on anyone in your family, go on uh, anything in your house, any pet. That's right, they've got even Chiefs gear for your pets, uh, certainly your kids. Man, woman, child. And. All the jerseys, all the drink wear, and, of course, opening the doors uh, for uh, for you to come on in and get your conference championship gear. As soon as the Chiefs win, they will open the doors, and you can come in and celebrate by uh, getting the very latest gear. It's always right here at Rally House, the best selection in town, 19 locations around the Metro. We're right here, right across from Oak Park Mall, 95th and Covira. Stop on by and say hello. Uh, looking for the uh, location closest to you? Go to rallyhouse.com to find your nearest location. That's Rally House.com. You can shop online there as well. Make sure you follow them on uh, social media at Rally underscore House. That's how you can follow them at Rally underscore House. Let's talk some football. Adam Teicher is with us. Uh, he joins us here in the program. How are you, Adam? Good, friend. How are you doing today? Uh, doing very good. Uh, where's your optimism level on a win for the Kansas City Chiefs right now?
5: Um, relatively high, um, you know. I, I think they've got a really good chance to win this game if they play a clean game. You know, it, you know. It, to me, it always comes down to this: can they catch the ball? Can they stay away from offensive penalties in the big numbers like they had during the regular season? Can they not turn it over a bunch of times? I think if if, if they can stay clean offensively, I think they've got a, 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 a decent chance of winning this game. I, do, I really do.
1: Yeah, I, but have they stay? Have they been? Have played a clean game at any time this year? Well,
5: last week was relatively clean. I mean, they had the Hardman fumble, but other than that, that was um, you know about as good as it gets for them. So I, I think if they can do a similar type of game in that regard, I think they'll be okay. I, I think this will be a competitive game. Might come down to the end, but uh, um, you know they, they certainly can't be coughing up a touchdown on a f- goal line fumble like they had last week. I mean, that, that's that that's uh, that'll get them beat this week. So that that's the kind of thing they got to stay away from. Um, so um, you know, hey, I, you know, I think things are looking better. You know, they had eight plays of twenty yards or more last week, a season high. Um, if they can, uh, I, I don't know that they're going to do that again, but um, I, I do feel like their chances of doing it are, are certainly better than they were early in the year. And uh, I, I think they could win this game. I think their defense will keep them close, and so uh, um, to me, it's on the offense to uh, to get some things done.
1: Yeah, I, I definitely think and, and and possess the ball. Right, you can't leave the defense out there all day.
5: Yeah, like thirty. Some of that's on the defense, though. You know, you know, Buffalo had what thirty more plays or twenty-five more plays than the Chiefs did last week. They dominated that in time of possession. Some of that's on the defense. You know, the Chiefs can't um, you know be given up four, five, six yards on first down when when Baltimore runs the ball. They've got to uh, force them into third and long and get them off the field when they get a chance. So uh some of it's on uh, them defensively as well.
4: Yeah,
1: um, well, for sure, but I think we, we don't we feel pretty good that they're going to play good defense or did Buffalo's ability to kind of get up and down the field in the first half, uh, you know, rattle your confidence?
5: No, it doesn't rattle my confidence. I think they'll play good defense. I mean, these are the two top-scoring defenses in the league, but I, I, I feel like both teams are, are good enough offensively that um, they're, they're going to score some points. So um, I don't think this is going to be a 17-14 to 14 game or anything like that. I think both teams will get probably into the 20s and uh, – um, it'll be that type of game as opposed to a low-scoring game, but I, I don't think that necessarily means the uh, you know that uh, Chiefs won't play a decent game defensively. Baltimore's got a lot going for
1: him. Uh, friend of the program, uh, Luke, stopped by here at uh, Rally House at Ninety uh, Fifth and Quivira, and and uh, he corrected me uh, when facing. Uh, a defense that finished the season ranked number one overall. Patrick Mahomes is not 3-1. He's 4-1. He averages 336 yards passing and an 82 QBR. Uh, that's actually a really good number. It's not the same as passer rating. An 82 QBR, uh, what is it? I mean, why, why does he have so, so much success against uh, the best offenses? And do we think that he can do that again? Or if times changed? Well,
5: I, I, I'm wondering if times have changed, you know, and and uh, it, it's it's going to be difficult for the Chiefs to do that, or for him to do that against this defense with with this particular team. But you know what? He's he, the guy is playing really well, and he's playing his best football of the year. Not that he had a poor offensive se- uh, poor season. I think a lot of what happened to him, he was sort of a victim of circumstance. That uh, you know the problems around him were were, were so big that uh, it was impossible. Possible for him to dig the Chiefs out all by himself but he's playing well right now and, and you know it's playoff Mahomes it's his last five playoff games he's got 10 TDs no interceptions a QBR way up there i can't remember the number but it's, it's up there and uh, you know he's done a nice uh, he he's done a nice job uh, the last I think it's five playoff games. The Chiefs are 5-0 and against a bunch of good teams, so they're certainly capable. It's, it's, it, to me, it's a matter of how much help he's going to get. I mean, if, if MB, MBS is going to step up like he did last week, and Travis Kelsey and Pacheco and, and the offensive line is going to play as well as they did last week, I, I, I think the Chiefs have an excellent chance to win this game.
1: Um, yeah, I mean, excellent chance, as in what, what percentage would you give them?
5: Well, I mean, if they're going to play like they did last week offensively, I'd say over 50%. I think the Chiefs can easily win this game if they're going to be as efficient as they were offensively. You know, I- I think that to me one of the big things about the Chiefs, uh, the way they played in Buffalo, was you know they they didn't they weren't phased by the, the game situation. You know they never had the ball when they were tied or in the lead until the fourth quarter. I mean the Bills took the lead early, and the Chiefs always were either able to tie it up or played from behind when they had the ball. But they never had the ball with the lead until the fourth quarter. But they were still able to play the game the way the way they wanted to play, um, despite. Um, you know Buffalo having that kind of advantage, so uh, I, I I feel like uh, you know, the Chiefs don't want to get down big here, but um, they they certainly came back. They kept coming back last week, and uh, I feel like they're capable of doing that again. Now, now the the Ravens are a better defensive team than ball, uh, Buffalo was. So that's a factor as well. But, um, you know, as far as going on the road or any like anything like that, I don't think that's a big deal for the Chiefs. I just think, um, you know, if, if, if guys are playing the way they did offensively last week, I think they can do some good things against Baltimore enough good things to win.
1: Yeah, um, I, I, yeah, I I hear what you're saying on that, and I absolutely think they can win. I mean, they can beat anybody in the NFL. It's, you know, the clean game, uh, game thing. I, they haven't really mm-hmm. played a clean game all along. I also think some of the matchups, I mean, what do you think of the matchups? Like, when they go to defend uh, the Kansas City Chiefs, to me, it looks a little bit like, you know, Marlon Humphreys on Rasheed Rice and and then turn around and, and you know, put Kyle Hamilton on Travis Kelsey. I mean, they look like they're pretty well equipped to try to slow the Chiefs' offense down.
5: Oh, yeah, and they are. And, uh, you know, with Roquan Smith, I mean, they, they've got a lot of versatility. And, and, and Patrick Queen, I mean, they can do a lot of different things uh, you know, that the Bills can in terms of uh, – Defending the Chiefs, so it's going to be more difficult than it was last week. You know, there's no AJ Klein out there for Travis Kelsey to pick on. You know, that it's going to be more difficult. So, uh, you know, this needs to be a game for Matt Nagy and Andy Reid to, to to draw some things up that are going to get some guys open, and uh, um, so you know, it's going to be more difficult. There's no doubt about it than it was last week. But um, you know, the way Mahomes is playing, I, I think the Chiefs are capable of uh, of doing it. But we'll see if they do. It. I mean, they got to play as well as they did last week, for sure.
1: Uh, We're talking to uh, Adam Teicher, our uh, Chiefs insider from ESPN.com, joins us each and every week in the program, breaking down uh, the uh, AFC Championship game, which you'll hear right here on Sports Radio 810 WHB. Adam's appearance here brought to you by the University of Kansas Health System. You can be seen by the same experts that care for the Kansas City Chiefs, whether it's uh, happening in everyday life or by playing sports. If you suffer an orthopedic injury, you can be seen by the same experts who care for the Chiefs, and you can be seen without an walk-in care available right now, uh, weekdays 8 to 7, Saturdays 8 to 2. It's right there at 435 and all. Learn more at kansashealthsystem.com slash orthopedics. We'll take a break. More with Adam Teicher, including his prediction on the game, coming up next as we broadcast live at Rally House. Remember, they're opening the doors immediately following the game. If the Chiefs win that AFC championship, you can come in and stock up right after the game at all 19 area locations.
6: Listen to the hour answer: Mahomes versus Jackson, the seventh conference championship game matchup of former MVPs who met in the first one.
1: Bar and Dawson.
6: Mm, nope.
1: Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> all <waiting>. Thank you. <laughs> uh, it
6: was actually Brett Favre and Steve Young in 1997. It did not happen until 97. I thought, I it, it, has happened, that. it has happened uh, six times the only since
1: so, uh, radio. then. Yeah,
6: I, I, I took care of that. I took care of that. Uh, the others, Brady and Manning in 15 and 13, Rogers and Ryan in 16, Brady and Mahomes, Brady and Rogers, and this will be number seven. And we, oh, there he is. There he is.
1: We lost Yo, the you're three, back. And we
6: got you. You're back in your well, life.
1: But <laughs> well, you know what I don't need? Curtis hanging up on me. You know, I've had enough of it. My bad. For crying out loud. Uh, Goodsense, com. So Brett Favre against Steve Young. Okay. Yep. All right. I still think you might want to look it up. I think Glenn Dawson was an MVP uh, before that. Bart Starr was an MVP, right? That's uh, not a conference championship game. That's a good point. Um, <laughs> damn! Uh, uh, it is uh, good sense. Good sense subs. dot uh, Don't forget, they can uh, set you up with the uh, the party trays. Uh, great option for you uh, at Good Sense. You know they're turning thirty five this year. Uh, if you uh, want a uh, you know a, a sub or a cookie tray, uh, hot family meals, uh, get five dollars on a large catering tray or a hot family meal with the code WHB. G five, right? Five bucks. Good sense. WHB that's us. Uh get five dollars off. Anyone with the code WHB G five. You can celebrate with good sense as they turn thirty-five here in twenty twenty four. We're broadcasting live uh at Rally House, getting everybody geared up, uh getting your party geared up, everything you need. Uh make your party look great how about a chiefs uh, stadium blanket perfect for keeping warm i like that red one uh i think i'm gonna get that that kind of shaggy red one i really like that uh we love the blankets in the house get under the blankets watch the tv watch the game uh, get one right here at rally house they have everything you need to gear up for the chiefs game uh let's uh adam uh what, what's your prediction on the game who wins what's the score what's uh, what's it gonna look like
5: well, here's what I keep coming back to, Siren. The Chiefs have been such a tough out in the playoffs over the years. Recently, um, you know, it, it took overtime for the Patriots to beat him. It took overtime for the Bengals to beat him. Now, the exception was that Tampa Bay Super Bowl after the offensive line disintegrated. But I, that's not going to happen this week. So, I, I just feel like the, the, the Ravens are going to need to play their A game to, to beat the Chiefs, and if they do, they'll win. Um, um, so, but can they do that? Will, will they do that against? This year's Chiefs. I, I I don't know. I I, I kind of like the Chiefs to win this. I, I think Mahomes is on a roll. I, I'll take the Chiefs maybe twenty four twenty three. But um, uh, you know, again, if the ball if the Ravens are, are rolling, if they play like they did say in the second half last week against Houston, then they'll uh, they'll win the game. But I, I like the Chiefs the way they're playing to uh, to, to prevent Baltimore from doing that. So I, I think the Chiefs will advance and and uh, move on twenty. Uh, 24- 423 is my score.
1: Uh, does Mahomes have a big passing day, or just you know he's had a lot of two-hun? Something. Do we do we see him unleash the fury, or do you see it as a Pacheco day if they get to a 24-23 win?
5: No, I, I think it, it, it's going to have to be a Pacheco day. I, I I don't think they can win without a big contribution from him or or, or Clyde for that matter. But it's I, I think it's going to have to be Pacheco. I think he's going to have to have a game like he did last week or the one against Miami the week before. Um, they, they they need all hands on deck for this this one they they need their best players to play
1: well to win this one yeah no i i I agree and if there's a who's the surprise star mbs was a surprise star is to catch us by the way that's where we are if you catch the four targets for 62 yards you go cuckoo for cocoa puffs uh in this town uh who's the guy that would be the surprise star this week
5: I would tell you, Kadarius Tony, but that would drive you crazy, and I don't want to do that. So I'm not going with Kadarius Tony. Um, thing, are you,
1: you, you? You do not. You do not in <laughs> any way, shape, or form believe those words.
5: No I don't I don't even know if he's going to play so no I don't believe that but uh, I just knew you'd get that reaction out of you so uh, um, who should it be um, you know um, uh, you know what what about Justin Watson? H- how about Justin Watson having a big game maybe scoring a touchdown I- I'll go with uh, Justin Watson kind of coming out of nowhere to uh, uh, catching you know two or three passes maybe one for a touchdown and uh, that'll that'll be this week's uh, MVS.
1: And Joe Tooney does not play, right? You agree with that? No,
5: he, he he's not going to play.
2: Yeah,
1: and that's a that's a that's a big loss. Although I think Nick Allegretti in the run game will do fine. Um, yeah. I, I think it's the pass protection that you got to watch. Um, all right, Adam, uh, we'll see. Enjoy your time in Baltimore. Shovel in the uh, crab cakes, and uh, we'll talk to you again on Sunday morning on the Central Bank pregame show when we get ready for this big AFC Championship game. You're the man. Safe travels. All right, good stuff, sir, and we'll talk to you Sunday. You bet. Adam Teicher with us here in the program. Remember, you'll hear the AFC Championship game and the NFC Championship game right here on the home of the National Football League, Sports Radio 810 WHB. You will be geared up for said game by Rally House. Every jersey, every T-shirt, every hat, every hoodie, they're all right here in one place, and they're opening the doors immediately following the AFC Championship game. If the Chiefs win, the doors are open. You can get all your championship gear right here at Rally House. Need to know is next. All right, two
6: kickers have kicked field goals in 13 consecutive postseason games. Adam Vinatieri is one. Who's the other? Brought to you by Joe's Kansas City Barbecue.